right. Hey, welcome to Generational Bonds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a working name, right? If, if we become something better, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in the next one. But you know, welcome to Generational Bonds for now. Uh, I'm Anthony and I'm here with Willie. Um, so maybe just a bit about ourselves given that it's the first show. But we do here, well, we are just, I, I met, I'm a host at Market Updates, you know, equity is getting a bit boring, very depressing, so I don't talk about something else, right? <laughs> so, bonds it is, I'm <laughs> given the use now. But Willie, how about you? Can you tell yeah. us a bit more about yourself? Okay, um, my name is Willie, and I run a financial blog called Dividend Titan. Um, before this, I was a credit analyst, so a bonds analyst, you know, reading through hundreds, hundreds of pages of bond prospectus. Yeah, that's terrible. No, and no wonder you quit and found a new job. I completely <laughs> understand. <laughs> so, that's, so that was what I do. Um, and today, you know, I move into a different form of income, which is on dividend investing. And that's my financial blog. But of course, um, at heart, you know, I, I've always loved bonds because that was like my first job in, out of school. Oh, so it's, it's like a first love and, you know, hopefully we rekindle some flames and we can talk a bit more about, you know, how to get income besides just reads. Right? Yeah, I mean, you can never forget about your first love, right? <laughs> Don't tell our wives that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, but, you know, I think as, as people know and as the name suggests, so we are really just here for now to talk about bonds, right? So that there's this whole shift right you know with, with the interest rate environment with mac with the macro environment and if you don't know what we are talking about go listen to market updates but if you do you know stay here and at the end of the day you know bonds are you know i mean we, we are both relatively young but you know bonds are increasingly becoming relevant just because they they offer greater yields they, mm. they offer a bit less volatility right so so you know there, there's this whole de-risking and this whole you know and we can talk about allocation and all mm. that you know, in subsequent episodes, which becomes very important. But you know, I think that this is definitely useful as we sh- kind of shift into a new era of what investing is rather than just buying growth, buying FANG, buying you know, S&P 500 and DCA it, right? Mm. Maybe we can be a bit more tactical. Maybe we can get better risk-adjusted returns. And you know, that, that's, why we are, right? oh, that's why I'm here, to, to learn a bit more <laughs> about this. I, I don't know why you're here, but that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... For me, um, bonds is bonds has always been something which I, I love because it gives really a you know uh, steady cash flow and all that kind of income and you know this is something which I um, I I always as an investor I know I don't just look at stocks but of course uh, um, other asset classes as well I think it's something which uh, always intrigues me all right and don't forget you know the bond market is actually much bigger than the stock market itself oh okay yep so many people think that stock market you know is the world's largest financial market in the world but it's not true if you see that the biggest trillion dollar market is the bond market if you know if you also include the government bonds or the government debt all mm. over the world so oh. it's it it is a huge machinery of okay. the uh, financial world yeah. i mean i i can kind of see that given how 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 many U.S. government bonds were issued in the past year? So so even if they weren't, they, they should be by now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I totally get your point. I think it's you know the, to me the the problem has been that this market is something that is really very institutional, right? So so you'll see you know funds going oh yeah we we have different bond allocation and and technical switches right um depending on the the broader environment. But, you know, it, it's something that I think retail maybe doesn't have as much um, exposure to, mm-hmm. right? I mean, no, nowadays you have N-Dollars, you have, you know, Bond Supermart, they can go and research if N-Dollars to buy bond funds. So, you know, please, please come and sponsor us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, 
you know, it, it's something that, I mean, even, even for me personally, right, maybe I can buy one or two bonds, but I think with, with the way the markets have been going, it's, it hasn't been a good, it has never been you know, technically a, a good position to be in, right? Do you uh, buy but, bonds but, yourself, Anthony? No, no, I don't. Um, I, I mean, I look at the ticket, I look at the minimum size in Singapore, right? It's like, what, two, 250k, 200k, it's like, wow, I can buy a car. I can put a double for a house. <laughs> my BTO, I can buy half a BTO. Mm. Right? So, and then in the end, I buy one bond. Like, huh? <laughs> Are you kidding? And I don't know enough about it. I think that, that's the fundamental problem. Yeah. Right? It, it's so big. And because it's so big, you need to learn more. You need to yeah. research more. You need to kind of understand what it is, right? Because you're not going to throw... Two, we, we are, I'm not rich enough to throw 250k away. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that I think, you know, is, is again why I'm here. So that I can learn more and maybe, you know, get a bit more confident in, you know, dealing with these sort of products. Yeah, I, and I think what's, what's interesting, which I just mentioned, Anthony, you know, because bonds are actually huge, right? Like, you have to spend $250,000 to just buy one bond. But what many people don't understand is that, you know, it's not, it's not just those bonds which are looking at, but there are also other bonds which we can focus on, right? Like our government bonds, we have our retail bonds which are much smaller in size, and that also allows um, investors like yourself and myself to actually, you know, participate in. And like what you rightly pointed out just now, you know, with rising rates, interest rates are going up, the yield is going up. Yes. And that's actually making that's you know, bonds <laughs> more attractive. Don't you think so? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean that, that's kind of always the attraction of, you know, not, not only bonds, right, but even like income investing. You get cash for doing nothing. I mean, you, you talk about passive investing, passive income. Buying a house and renting it out is not passive income. I'm a tenant. I'm a very irritating tenant. I'm sure I'm not. My landlord doesn't find me passive, any passive investment, right? <laughs> so, you know, or at least her agent doesn't find me uh, something like, like you have to spend money to, to get a return. Whereas a bond, I mean, and we can talk a bit about whether you trade or you, you know, hold bonds to maturity. But at the end of the day, you buy and then they pay you interest. And then if all goes well, they pay you a principal at the end. Mm. Right? And, and you literally sit there and do nothing. There's no real transaction cost involved. Unlike, let's say, buying and selling shares, where it's kind of cheap now with the like IBKR, Tiger and all that. But you still have transaction costs involved, right? Here, you're just kind of holding it and waiting for money to roll in. I mean, I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really I mean, like who, the idea of I mean, who doesn't like it, right? <laughs> sit down, funny <laughs> problems, kind of good. La. <laughs> yeah, but okay, so... Before we get into the, the real, real details, right? Just, just very, very basic. I mean, we, we talked a bit about, oh, there's government bonds and all that. So, so who actually issues bonds and, and what are bonds? Yeah, so maybe just get down to the basics of, of bonds, right? So mm. what are bonds? So bonds are basically your debt. So when you own a bond, right? Let's say, Anthony, if you buy a bond today, you are actually owning a company's debt. Okay. Right? And it's, it is not like stocks because stocks, you are actually owning a piece of that business. Yep. But you, you don't as a bondholder, right? So you don't get to participate in the company's profits. Unlike a shareholder, if the company makes money, as a shareholder, you will make money as well. But as a bondholder, you don't. But where you make the money from is that the company pays you a half yearly or an annual um, interest rate, also called a bond coupon. And this is legally rightful to you. So in legal terms, you are guaranteed that coupon unless the bond fails or unless yeah. the company defaults, right? Okay, so I'm like the loan shark. I lend them money, right? I mean, that, that's essentially it, right? They, they owe me money, so, so I've lent them money and, they, you know, and, and they're supposed to pay me back half 
you know, every half yearly, quarterly, dip, mm. um, annually, depending on the coupon. And okay, I, and they call it a coupon because I think what forty years ago, you literally had to cut the coupon out from the board and present it to, to yeah. get to get your interest. <laughs> um, and and there were and because people forgot to mail them in to get interest because f- mail forty years ago was slow. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were service providers set up, you know, which I think is the current fidelity actually yep. to to actually help people mail their coupons and then they get a cut of the proceeds in return, right? So the, uh, I think that, so that's a bond coupon and it's actually what, what it is is lend them money they will return you if they don't return you then um, you will sue them like, like any other debt right yeah. it's essentially a, I think a debt instrument just that now it's listed and you can trade and all that rather than um, let's say lending to you know all those private lenders or lending to what was that? All those fund aggregators. I think now, now mm. crowdfunding. Crowdfunding, right? yep. Um, which is also another form of debt, you know, with, with also, and you can kind of see their interest payments to you as coupon. But at the end of the day, you know, this is listed. They, they t- I think they tend to be bigger companies. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the issuers tend to be bigger companies. And of course, they issue greater amounts of debt. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, so wait, that means that if the, U, the government issues um, bonds, so for example, if the, the, the Singapore government securities, right? That's essentially Singapore government owe me money. Yep. So in this case, if the if a company so a company issues you, let's say a company uh issues a bond and you buy the, the bond from the company, the company owes you money, right? So like what you say, you know, you are the loan shark now and you are a bond investor, right? You are a bond investor. Now, if the government, so let's say our government, the Singapore government, issues a bond and you buy the Singapore Singapore government bond. Mm-hmm you are actually lending money to the Singapore government. Ah. So you are a bond owner or bond holder of the Singapore debt. And this is, this is a very interesting idea here because a lot of times, a lot of countries, if you see, that they actually need um, money, right? There's many ways you can actually get money. Number one, you know, through tax revenues. Number two, through investments from other countries. But number three, you can actually, uh, government can actually raise money from its own people you know, through uh, borrowings and bonds. And this has been, for the longest time, uh, it has happened, you know, over the last 300 years. Because if you think about it, the first bond issuance was actually in Vienna, where okay. they, they actually raised bonds to service the war. Like, for example... World War One, right? Yep. Yeah. So way okay. before that. Also, at the same time, it bonds are also the same instrument which helps to pioneer, you know, um, travel across the world. If you think about it, the Dutch East Indy Company, when they first started, they had to raise money from its own people. And they don't just raise money from shares, right? They also borrow money from its own people in terms of bonds. So bonds have actually been a very powerful uh, tool to finance a lot of um, operations, in terms of businesses, um, in terms of the government um, operations as well. And that's the beauty. And what's more interesting is, you know, Anthony, um, just before I came here, right? So I was just reading about the highlights of the week. And... One, one thing which really caught my attention was this rumour of uh, China going to open up its zero-COVID policy. I'm not sure if you've actually read that. <laughs> I, 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 I think I read that and then somebody said, actually, that, that's a completely false rumour. It, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, but you know, the, the funny thing is that it actually caused share price to actually yeah, go up, up, right? right? Yeah. But before that, you know, share price, you know, Chinese stocks were all battered. You know, they were all sell off. And th- th- there's always this up, up and down kind of movement. Now, the beauty of, about bonds is, right, despite all this news, despite all these rumours, you don't really have to bother about all this because what bonds has or what bonds have is that they have this thing called the maturity date. Okay. Now, when I buy a bond or when you buy a bond, 
at the end of, say, a certain number of years, the company or the government is going to repay you whatever money you actually lend them. Mm. And it is guaranteed unless the government fails. It's, it's legally guaranteed unless the government fails or the company fails. Well, okay. So I think that, that kind of you know, brings us back, right? So at the end of the day, this is debt. You know? And when we are talking about debt, we, we don't, I mean, we are kind of concerned about how the company is behaving, how the company is performing, whether it's profitable. But we are concerned about that aspect only as far as they can repay me, mm. right? Whether they, after they repay me, they don't make any more money, I don't care, right? Literally, I don't care. I'm repaid, you know, I'm out of it. Whereas if you're a shareholder, you do care because there's no profit, excess profit to return to shareholders, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's where, you know, the, the, a very big difference in terms of the, the risk you take on as a... Um, bondholder or as a shareholder is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, partially as well in, in terms of preferences, you know, you, you always have to pay debt first yep. and you know, only when debt is paid, then you pay equity, yep. right? Um, where even if that's in insolvency, you, you pay your debt holder first, you know, maybe 10 cents on the dollar, like um, high flux, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and then after that, you, you know, then your shareholders get you know, one cent on the dollar because your, your, your bondholders didn't even get that, that 10 cents. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's, I, I think you know, that, that maybe, so, so I mean, we can talk about safety from, from many different perspectives, but, mm-hmm. but this is something that's kind of attractive, right? You are literally preferred mm-hmm. you know, to, to, let's say, you, I mean, and, and this is where it gets really interesting because, I mean, government securities, you, you think about it, you know, government bonds, oh yeah, th- that's great, right? If the Singapore government dies, they cannot repay the bond. I have more problems to worry about than my bond investment, honestly. <laughs> right? My CPF money is also gone. Um, yeah. Everything is gone. I don't even know if I got HDB. Right? My, that, but you know, if it's a company, and then let's say, I mean, high flux is maybe a bit, let's not talk about high flux yet. <laughs> um, but let me, there's, there's a lot of other companies that issue bonds, right? Like First Read, um, which is also a read. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that there are very interesting differences between whether you want to hold a bond mm-hmm. of first read as a bond holder and as a debt holder, or you want to be an equity holder mm-hmm. of first read, right? Because it's listed, you can hold an equity as well. But before, again, before we get there, oh, so many things we need to talk about. Yeah. But basics, basics, 101, right? So we know what the bond is, a bond is debt. Um, what are the terms that we need to look out for when, when we talk about it? I mean, people talk about yield, I think. You talked a bit about maturity, um, you know, what, what are these and, and what, what do we really need to look out for? Mm. Uh, I think that's a very good starting point there. Um, so for bonds, right, as an investor, there's a couple of things you want to pay attention to. Number one, um, you want to know who issues the bond or who, who is raising money and selling the bonds. So that's what I call the issuer, right? It can be anyone, you know, like from the Singapore government to companies. And recently, you know, the, 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 the more recent corporate bond which was being being, being issued was uh, the Fraser's, Fraser's Property Green Bonds. Oh, yeah. So the issuer was uh, Fraser's Property, which is a, um, a, a well-known local property, property developer in Singapore. So companies like um, Fraser's Property do issue bonds as well. So these are the two big players um, which raise money for bonds. So that's what you want to understand because you want to know who, who is asking money from you, mm. right? You want to know what's their background and whether they have that financial ability to actually pay back these bonds, yeah. right? Because don't forget, while bonds, they legally guarantee you those, the, the money which they return you, but if they fail, you know, if they default, um, you know, if they cannot pay you back, then of course, whatever money we should lend them, you know, gets vanished, right? So that's one. That's just one thing which you have to look at, which is important. 
Another thing which you have to look at is the yield or the coupon of the bonds, right? Because you, at the end of the day, as investors, you know, we want to know how much money we can make out of these bonds. Because yep. when we lend money, we want to have a certain amount of returns which we can get, right, for putting our money in somewhere else outside of a bank deposit. So the coupon or the yield is important. Um, typically, as a bond investor, what you can expect is that most companies... Um, most companies or what you call corporates, they actually pay you twice a year, right? So a bond which pays you, say, um, 5% in coupon every year, um, the yield is 5%, what you typically would expect is 2.5% for the first six months yep. and another 2.5% for the next six months. Okay. Right? So this is what you can expect, you know, in terms of looking at the coupon yep. or the yield of um, the bond itself. Another thing which you want to actually pay attention, which is also very, very important here, is the maturity of the bond. Like I mentioned earlier, the maturity means that um, how long are you going, how long is the company or the government going to uh, uh, raise or borrow the money from you from, uh, borrow the money from you for, right? So say, for example, um, you have Fraser's property bonds which they they raised property recently raised money mm-hmm. and it's called a five-year bond what this means is that they are that you are going to lend them for five years right so at the end of the fifth year phrase property will have to actually pay you back no matter what happens they'll have to have to pay you back the money which you lend them right so the maturity is important so these are the three big um things that the three big criteria you need to tick off on your check box when you're looking at bonds Okay, sorry. So, I mean, again, going back to a debt example, because I, I owe people money, so I know what debt is. Um, you know, the, the coupon is really the interest rate, the interest payment that, that you get back. Um, and, and the, so it's, it's a bullet repayment, right? So they will, there's no like, you know, amortization. They repay principal halfway. They, they just keep paying you interest and at the end of the term at maturity, they, they pay you the full amount, mm-hmm. right? Um, then, I mean, I, I was just surfing on Supermart the other day. What's... Um, What's you to maturity, actually? That's kind of different from you, right? Mm-hmm. So the you to maturity is basically the returns which you get mm-hmm. based assuming that you reinvest the coupons. Oh, okay. So say for example, right? Um, a bond has a you to maturity of say 5% mm-hmm. every year for five years. What this means is that if you own this bond for five years and you don't sell it off, you are going to get a 5% due to maturity. It means that I would assume that in each of this year, which you collect the coupons, you are going to reinvest this amount in the same bond okay. for the next five years. That's okay. a 5% yield to maturity. Okay. So the actual interest that you get should be lower than that because yeah. you are reinvesting. So, so okay, sorry. Maybe a different example. Um let's say the coupon rate is 5%, mm-hmm. right? And then it's, it's annual coupons just because I'm lazy to do math. I buy $1,000 worth. Um, I get $50 at the end of the year. Um, so my yield is um, 5%. Mm-hmm. And then if I take that 50 bucks and I buy again the, the bond at whatever price it is, and then, you know, and then it, it kind of accumulates again because next year I get $5 and two two and a half cents, that sort of mm-hmm. thing, right? And then so... so then at the end of and then let's say it expires at that time, my yield to maturity is actually five point oh two percent because it there's some sort higher. of like you know compounding um, yep. effect as you reinvest the, the amounts in the Correct. Thing. Correct. Okay. okay.